Oh, here comes the train. All aboard the gravy train, FDR. With me, your love doctor, your make love, not war, sexologist Dr. Susan Block, and Captain Max. That would be myself. Steering the good ship Bonoboville. That's right, steering the good ship here and there. Which is also the FDR love train. That's correct, we have our own railroad. That's right. In Bonoboville. The ship turns into a train and maybe a plane. Some people have yachts, we have a train. If you're tuned in live, come fly with us or ride. It's Thanksgiving weekend, just after Turkey Day, or the day of mourning and protest for the natives of America who were slaughtered and whose land was stolen by the British and European colonialists, some of whom were pilgrims, as surely as the natives of Palestine are currently being slaughtered and their land stolen by Zionist pilgrims in Israel today. Although we're very thankful for the hostage prisoner exchange going on today and we are also very thankful for the fantastic turkey dinner created by Chef Gideon here in Bonoboville. Boy, did I get stuffed from both ends. Woo! And the turkey was donated. Right. Dre's family gave us the extra turkey. Because we are a charity case. We are. Cha- you can write your turkey off, by the way. You betcha. But generally, in the past at least, we prefer Spanksgiving to Thanksgiving. That's right. Seasons beatings, brothers and sisters, lovers and sinners, Puritans and libertines and in-betweens. It's our duty to spank booty on Spanksgiving. Come let us play and let us sing amen. Sing amen. Sing amen. And a women. And a women. Sing amen. Praise and a be women. to the power and glory of spanking. Praise the butt. And give it a spank. The butt. That's what you spank. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh some oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking of spanking the other thing. <laughs> the monkey. The monkey. That's another thing that's you a, could do. You could spank, but not <laughs> but too that's hard. Really not spanksgiving. It could be. But on Thanksgiving we give thanks. And on Spanksgiving, let us give spanks. Let us spank away the hate and the greed and the fear that divide us. And let us practice the bonobo way of peace through pleasure with a little spanking. Consenting adults only, please do not spank kids, okay? They can't consent. The Bible says, spare the rod and spoil the child. And we say, spare the child 
and save that hot rod for your lover, consenting adult lover, of course. And it sounds kind of crazy, but think about it. Historically speaking, Spanksgiving is more authentic than Thanksgiving. Because, hey, it's far more likely that our pilgrim ancestors practiced Spanksgiving than the mythical love-in with Native Americans that we in willfully ignorant America have come to call Thanksgiving. Pilgrim and Puritan spankings and paddlings and whippings and floggings and stocks and bonds, that's where they started, for spankings. And then there's tar and feathering and public disgrace and witch hangings. And of course, these were all totally non-consensual atrocities delivered with sanctimonious puritanical relish often to punish sexual transgressions. And we do abhor these practices, which are actually making terrible comebacks, like corporal punishment in schools. But we also believe that consenting adults can take kinky healing pleasure in role-playing such crimes of colonialism. And if you want to talk about that at the Institute via phone sex therapy, we can do that. Little spanking phone therapy right here at the Dr. Susan Block Institute. Now, I noticed that Shanksgiving is trending on Shanks X. It's because Derek Chauvin, the murderer... Got shanked. Yeah, he got shanked. In a federal prison? He got stabbed. Yeah. Okay, and I can't say I'm upset about it, but no, no. I don't celebrate it. (laughs) I certainly prefer Spanx to Shanks giving. It's our duty to spank booty on Spanksgiving. And speaking of booty, I want to give you some good news, brothers and sisters, that our Deep Throat Does LA multimedia extravaganza experience is now online. And you can join me and Captain Max and Bonoboville, including Abe, on the road across town and down the hatch of history for the 50th anniversary of Deep Throat. Gerard Damiano's Deep Throat. Yes, brothers and sisters, that 70s film epitomizing porno chic and for some, the sexual revolution. And it's all part of Gerard Damiano Jr. and Christar Damiano's golden anniversary commemoration of their father's seminal, pun intended. Yes, like semen. But disseminating. Disseminating the semen. semen. Right. And they have brought this seminal film, (laughs) unseminal, 
in a 4K restored director's cut to L.A., the Lemley Royal Theater and 910 WeHo Center. Thank you, Tom Hoffman. And both L.A. screenings featured Golden Age adult stars Nina Hartley. Nina Hartley. Yeah, I, I know and her. And Amber Lynn. I know her. And the late, great Herschel Savage, who was very much alive when we did this Deep Throat screening. And he looked great. He did. And yet, he's gone. He passed away, like, a month ago. Really sad. And Veronica Hart was there, and Keisha, and Christy Canyon... And Luke Wilder and Alexandra Silk, Silky, and everybody on the red carpet, plus Sexperts, Erin Tillman, Lux Lives, Kim Ayers, our friend Rhiannon Ahrens, and... And Barry... Barry Miller. Barry Miller from... Yes, indeed. He had attended a fundraiser for Deep Throat that was thrown by Jack Nicholson and Warren Beatty back in the day when Deep Throat was being prosecuted and Harry Reams, the star, besides Linda Lovelace was being persecuted for obscenity. And so Barry was there, and we had talk-back panels moderated by me about the history and the communal ecstasy of seeing sex on the big screen in theaters. And there was a famous publisher from the 70s who also attended, an old friend of mine. Well, we did name him, oh. but we didn't describe his credits, yes, but that they, would be were, Captain were, Max, yes, oh, a.k.a. Mickey, Mickey Leblevich, right. a.k.a. Max Lubkovitz. Also prosecuted during those years. Right. These yes. were the years of prosecutions for obscenity that were often lost in court, and yet... Mostly lost in court. Yes, they yeah. drained the defendants of money and time and energy and spirit. It was very tough. It really harmed Harry Reams. And then there are the raging controversies. Well, the obscenity is one controversy... The religious right was railing against Deep Throat. But so eventually, not right away, but within a few years, by 1980, was the anti-porn feminist left. And that was because Linda Lovelace, the star of Deep Throat, who was originally the poster girl for women's liberation in sexual form, just sex-positive feminism. Well, she revealed in 1980 that she had been abused by her husband, Chuck Trainer. But people kind of conflated her abuse by 
Chuck Trainer, with the porn industry in general and with Deep Throat in particular. And done on purpose, of course, well, to conflate. Yes. yes. <laughs> First, the anti-porn feminists did that. They just said porn is evil. And then, of course, the religious right jumped on that bandwagon and said, yes, yes, it's very evil. And they brought Linda Lovelace to a Nice Commission hearing before Congress to testify. And poor Linda Lovelace, she was abused, but not on the set of Deep Throat. We went over that. I wasn't there, but the witnesses all say it was not on the set, although it was in her hotel room by her husband, and it was in general by her husband, although it's very complex in a way, which is why it takes like an hour's panel to get into the intricacies and complexities. Well, because they were in a hotel, and the hotel had very thin walls, well, yeah. And you could hear certain things. Well, yeah. Well, she was definitely beaten by her husband. Now, he admits it, although he said it was part of their BDSM relationship, which I only kind of quasi-believe. I do think they were in a kinky relationship. That's what they said. That's what they told Gerard Damiano. But it certainly was not with enthusiastic consent from Linda. And later, she said that it was abuse, or at least some of it was, and it sounds like it was, and she was also abused by her mother. She sort of had an ongoing life of abuse, and in a way, she was emotionally abused by many people, not, I don't think, by the people on the staff of Deep Throat, on the crew, but Maybe that's just because I talked to them and she never accused them. But she was abused, I think, by the people that took advantage of her, like these anti-porn feminists like Andrea Dworkin and Catherine McKinnon and, yes, even Gloria Steinem, the symbol of feminism, which is why I always say I am a feminist, but I am a sex-positive feminist. Because there's a lot of sex-negative feminists out there. It's this great divide, symbolized in a way by Carrie Nation on the sex-negative side. Also alcohol-negative, by the way. And then Victoria Woodhull, who was a great feminist who ran for president and who actually was kind of a sex worker. Yay, I just got a joint. Oh. <laughs> they brought it from the joint car, All right. uh, from the weed car. Yes, we, we have a dining car, dining we have a bar car, and we have a weed, weed car. car. Uh, and there was there are, uh, there are today, and there was then, and uh, I don't know if it's worse today or now. There were other abusers of people like us who dealt with sexuality, the banks. Mm. Yeah. Well, they still are. The churches. They give us a real hard time. The Rotary Club. And, of <laughs> the, course, Facebook. Um, Facebook. And Instagram. And YouTube. Those are our abusers today. Right. 
our abusers today that not only abuse us and abuse our contribution to community, they steal our shit. And how about that Supreme Court? Oh, and then there's the Supreme Court (laughs) of, uh, yes. Right. Keep in mind that when Deep Throat was made, it was just before... They made abortion legal throughout the land, that Supreme Court, Mm -hmm. under Richard Nixon. And that's been lost now. In a way, Deep Throat, it was about the value of sexual recreation, what I call the bonobo way, versed forced procreation, which I guess you could call the Alito way. And speaking of Supreme Court injustices, if you watch Deep Throat now, you'll see a scene with Coca-Cola and you'll realize like I did where Clarence Thomas got that, who put a pubic hair on On my my Coke Coke can? (laughs) Well, that's because there's a whole scene where they've got Coca-Cola around a pubic region. So you could easily get pubic hair on the coke can because everybody's very hairy in this movie except linda lovelace who is shaved one of the first shaved porn stars free speech is really the theme of deep throat in many ways and make love not war it was released during the vietnam war and it was at a time when So many Americans, especially young Americans, were just tired of war and wanted to make love. And we fought that war in the street, nonviolently. We protested, just like people are protesting the war in Gaza right now, just like we protested the attack on Iraq back in 2003. We try, and sometimes we succeed, rarely, but back in the day of Deep Throat, we eventually did, I believe, succeed in stopping that American war in Vietnam. It would have gone on and on and on. And I think that our politicians realized they'd better stop it. But at the time Deep Throat was made, We were traumatized by Vietnam and yearning for sexual healing. I think it's one of the reasons that it features Harry Reams as a doctor. And then Linda Lovelace, once she locates her clitoris in her throat, which is a joke, brothers and sisters, no woman has a clitoris in her throat. Although it was the kind of joke that stimulated people to actually look for the clitoris, which nobody seemed to know where it was at that time uh, so maybe they started uh, looking it's not in the belly button i know you think it's in the belly button honey yeah, and it's one of the that. reasons i got a sore tummy <laughs> i heard right. about that a long yeah. time ago it wasn't exactly the joy of sex or the kinsey report but it was something that stimulated people to search for sexual knowledge that you didn't learn in college you know susan during that period of time, I would drive around in my pretty little Thunderbird, and I would go from city to city as I moved around and did my work, 
always with great fear that one of these locations had a warrant for my arrest. Yeah, <laughs> and the I, stress. <laughs> the stress, and I was stoned to, to, just to keep the stress level down. But boy, I'd drive around and... <laughs> Yeah, and Paul Everly, my my uh, friend and publisher, co-publisher, he would drive behind me. And one night, we were driving along Olympic Boulevard, and it was during the pro war protests. And I saw that the police, a police car, pulled him over. Uh huh. Ah, ah, your heart sunk. My heart sunk, and then I followed them to the station, and then stupid me walked into the station <laughs> oh <laughs> and they said what's your name oh i'm sorry i'm in the wrong place and i went out and, and i got in my little thunderbird and got the hell out of there and poor paul got arrested that night oh yeah. yeah yeah rest in peace paul eberly yes. and shirley eberly. And shirley eberly yes right well, Deep Throat was certainly prosecuted for obscenity in different places, including Tennessee, and defended by Warren Beatty, Jack Nicholson, and Barry Miller, who we saw at 910 WeHo, and a bunch of other Hollywood stars, because they understood that, hey, it's a movie. He's an actor. Just like you're a publisher. You're just publishing, and they were just movie making. And so they knew it's a slippery slope, as we know now. And yet this was kind of a whipping boy, speaking of Spanksgiving, that was used by the neo-Puritan religious right, led by Charles Keating, who was later indicted for swindling. He was the head, obviously, of the Keating Five, of the savings and loan scandal. Right. One of the savings and loan scandals. And President Richard Milhouse Nixon himself of Whittier, California, he made it his business to take down Deep Throat. But Deep Throat took down Tricky Dick. It's a funny thing how these things work, but... Deep Throat was the name of the Watergate informant, the name chosen by a Washington Post editor. And, of course, what Deep Throat had to say forced Tricky Dick to resign. So it was a veritable cinematic phenomenon and still is now a half century later. So, what was Deep Throat's effect on our world? What about it was delicious and what was tough to swallow? These are questions that I ask the panels at the Lemley and at 910 WeHo. And what has changed for the better and what for the worse? What do you think, Captain Max? Well, I think uh, that today, it uh, censorship, of course, is much worse. Uh, you know, we're, do you know that in some states they've banned the Bible? Well, it is full of sex. It's full of sex. And kink. And kink and all kinds of weirdness. Um, and child sacrifice. And child sacrifice, uh, you know. Um, 
it's, it's, Although that's against the commandments. You're not supposed to do that. But it's in the Bible. There's yeah, lots of crazy stories in the Bible. By the way, I want to... Uh, but there's uh, lots of incest as well. Oh, there's, uh, there are all kinds of Lot stuff going Lot survives the burning of Sodom and Gomorrah only to have sex with his two daughters. Well, he's drunk, but still. Well, uh, generally that's when you're drunk. You shouldn't be doing So that. all these Bible thumpers, they're also spanking the monkey. We had fun at the Lemley and 910 WeHo. And also on the red carpet, Danny Wolf interviewed me about my first time watching Deep Throat. It was a date night movie, and it that was. was my first experience of porn. So you probably missed these amazing screening events live, although I did talk about them when we did them months ago. But now you can watch the videos and they are pretty fabulous, I must say, as well as look at the pictures, which are very cool, and read my Deep Throat Does L.A. journal. And you can also see clips of it on our own site, is that correct? I just said videos, but Did you, you could just call said it that clips. Clips, But yes. they're videos, they're long. Listen, they're they're long the whole thing. Video. We should make them into clips and throw them on TikTok or something, but right now they're long evenings with a red carpet and a few excerpts from Deep Throat and also the amazing panel and at 910 WeHo the amazing after party where we did a little Bonoboville communion thanks to our dear friend who supplied us with liquors and liquors and yes and all kinds of wonderful things let's for, name some for agua, agua de bolivia herbal cocoa leaf liqueur that's right. a mouthful. That's a mouthful. And it's delicious. Yeah. It's a nice mouthful. And the gin. Mm. And then we had Magellan gin. If you like gin, it's good gin. And we had absente, absinthe with the sugar cube. Right. And it was very nice. Dre yeah. was Our a great bartender. bartender. The, 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 the bartender. Mm. Yeah, Dre. she did a good job. Oh, also Lighten clothing. that fire, She's baby. a bartender and clothing designer. Right. Everybody has a couple of hats around here. We're cool. I have about man. 200 hats myself. You do? In yeah. my closet. As a matter of fact, you do. I only have a couple of hats. You have about 30. No, yeah, no, no, no. I, I've got All this, those caps. I've got this beautiful... FBI cap. Yeah, but I've got this beautiful captain's hat. Yes, that you got for your 80th birthday. That I got for my 80th birthday. From and it's Dragon Steel. From Dragon Steel, no. one of my favorite fans, my only fan. That's a good, that's a good hat. That's a nice find right there. Yeah, it's isn't beautiful. Because right? yeah. it's a captain's hat, but it's also like... Like yeah. a little Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Margaritaville. It's a little bit fun, a little bit fun. Is that marijuana on there? No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, but they're like lucky, lucky uh, clover leaves. Maybe something. they're four-leaf clovers <laughs> with no, the leaves grown those out. Big palms that you see right, all the right, time, right, you know? right. Well, I'm seeing I, I th at first cannabis I they were at the moment. Yeah, leaves, you know. I think that well, I'd I like to I think that. I love this. I'm going to wear this all over town. Except when I wear it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Dragon Steel. And for the big gold hat. Oh, and then I got this. Just for special occasions only. Russian. 
And, and, and by the way, you can find in Meat Dragon Steel um, in Bonoville. Right. And Abe, you could put up a link to the blog about Max's birthday, which has all the pictures. Of me. Of Max. Yes. At the center of at beautiful s- ladies. A, a center of attention, which I really... more Hilton was here and Fanya. All kinds of hot chicks. Anna. She's a hot chick. Oh, by the way, Fanya is one of our real estate agents. They call her the naughty realtor. The naughty realtor. And it is naughty November still if you're listening to us live. But even if it's not live, Deep Throat is kind of timeless. I think we can say that if we're still talking about it 50 years later. And I want to give thanks to Counterpunch for posting Deep Throat Does LA, 50 Years of Sex, Cinema, Politics, and Controversy. Because it is a very political essay, which is right up their alley. But on the other hand, I am sure that some of their readers are offended. And so it's very brave of them to post it, although they often post my stuff, and I am always thankful. Well, it's always great to to be offended. It makes you think, mm-hmm. why am I offended? Why am I so angry? Why? Uh, why? And I think uh, it's important that people sometimes get offended. So I think... Purple Pundit is offended. He says, Ooh. Susie don't like me, Max, la, la. So I don't remember him. Ooh, what did you, what did I you? don't know. He's saying... He's Lance. His name's Lance. He, you I don't him. like him, which I oh, like everybody. Uh, I'm Bonobo. No, oh, oh, I even like people I hate. Lance. So I love you, actually, Lance. And I kind of remember you. Isn't that like universalism, Lance? I'm totally into universalism, but I'm disappointed in Bernie for not being more supportive of Gaza, Bernie. So universalism has a long way to go to be really universal. I always thought that Israel was very kind of socialist, but that was when I was a kid and fed a lot of Zionist pablum. The kibbutzim were somewhat socialist, but look, when you treat Palestinians like the English pilgrims treated the Native Americans of this land, and it is very parallel, brothers and sisters, I want to bring that up this weekend in particular. When you got to do your universalism, it's got to be for all. We got to understand that, or we have rebellions, right? We do. And we just had one. Israel the, just had one. Could I have the joint back? You have a joint between your legs. A very nice one, I might add. Yeah, it's nice. You know, it's okay. But I don't smoke it. <laughs> I have deep-throated it. Oh, please, not in public. Well, we're talking about that movie. And so, anyway, thanks to Jeffrey Sinclair and Joshua Frank, my excellent editors, who don't really edit. They just leave my words, and I guess everybody's words, as is. 
And yet they put it all together. They organize it. And they're brilliant writers themselves. Joshua has a book out about nuclear reactors and how dangerous they are. I got to find out the name of his book. Joshua Frank, and we should promote it. And Jeff St. Clair is also a brilliant writer. You should catch his writings every weekend. 24 hours a day. Well, yeah, but the weekend is when they come out fresh, right? The fresh stuff. The fresh opinions. Fresh. And, yes, Atomic Days, the untold story of the most toxic place in America is by Joshua Frank, and it is about this place in Washington State, Hanford Nuclear Oh, yeah. Reservation. It's appalling how toxic it is. What and near oh, Native Americans. Reservation, you just said. That's the reservation of the Native Americans. Let's just put this nuclear thing by the Indians That's here. what they do. Yeah. <laughs> and they're not from India, but we get it. Because we were brought up, we old people, to say Indians. And it takes a little effort to think Native Americans... And a lot of them don't even like that. They want to be referred to as the tribe because they don't like the word America because America is created by Amerigo Vespucci. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Your don't, Italian don't, don't ancestor. Don't you be talking about Italians. <laughs> hey, that's accurate. That's, that's very accurate right well, there. Well, right. I know my history. He was a map maker and he just signed his name very flamboyantly to this land and they called it America because he signed it. And the Dutch were major Explorers uh, and traders and, and traders slaves. And, and, and enslaving the Indians and killing the Indians. They were one and of the worst. And they founded New York. It was originally New Amsterdam. Right. They bought it with jewelry or something? With beads. Oh, beads. Not even valuable jewelry. Wow, that's a deal. Right. Poor Indians. Well, they're getting there now. The Native Americans, they didn't see it as a business deal like we did. They weren't capitalist. Capitalism was just arising at that time. And the use of money and trade. And they didn't do that so much. It was all symbolic. What was important was relationships and harmony and they wanted to harmonize with these new people in their land. And they thought, hey, the land is pretty big. Maybe it is big enough and we'll just make peace. And peace was not to be made with these pilgrims that I was brought up equally fake news to the Zionism story. I was brought up to feel that the pilgrims were very peaceful, pious people. Yeah, um... Yeah, this this whole thing uh, of lying. Uh, one of the problems I think that we have today in this country, and it's not it's a problem. It's not a problem, but because of the internet, we have all discovered that we have been lied to. Oh yeah, we have been lied to. The great hoax, and yeah. of course, there's more than one of them. Yeah, and many the, hoaxes have many, been played and, and the on changing us. of stories. That went from this wonderful day to murder and mayhem. Right. 
So the pilgrims, they were very violent, really. And they sometimes were with each other. That's where we get the idea of Spanksgiving because of all their punishments. And certainly they were even more violent and they were murderous with the Native Americans. Sometimes they were murderous with each other, like the burning of witches, the hanging of witches. They did more hanging than burning. They loved that. But they loved that. Hang those witches. Get those witches. often middle-aged women. Women. Right. Yeah. Older women who were... They were herbalists. They were considered... Slandered somehow. They were were kind of considered doctors. They they were the belladonnas. Yes. Yes. It started... The belladonnas were the healers in the villages all over... Europe. And at first the preachers were the ones that didn't want you know people going to these belladonnas yeah. for help and healing and then it became the doctors. Then the right, male doctors right. who started as barbers or yeah, something right. doing surgery and, and, in the barber shop and promoted by the sugar interests. Ah, oh, the by, hoaxes. And the belladonna said do not don't touch this stuff. It's poison. Mm. This is deadly stuff, the sugar. Right. Okay. Away with you. Off you go. Right. And now we got Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, which makes a cameo appearance, very important right. one, <laughs> in Deep Throat. And it is, I think, the cause of supreme court injustice clarence thomas's fantasy about somebody putting pubic hair on his coke can because i think he was a deep throat fan he also talked about long dong silver (laughs) so i think he was a porn fan nothing wrong with being a porn fan but he felt such guilt about it and such rage that it was used against him in court that he has been on a jihad ever since against sex-positive people. And it's really disgusting to see such hypocrisy. But it's kind of fun to see that Coca-Cola scene where they drink Coca-Cola out of each other's vulva and... Uh, it's very strange. Sounds interesting. What do you, they, they don't pour it in there with, and they have a straw or what? Well, How's in one w- case, it's, he, the guy work? pours Coca-Cola on his own pubic region. Okay. And Linda Lovelace oh, yeah. drinks okay. it through a long rubber tube like a straw. Well, wait a minute. Does he put the thing in a penis? And uh, it's unclear. A lot of things are a little unclear. Or she just Their genitalia is very clear, but you're not sure. Or she just looking the coke. Yes, this Coca-Cola can is being poured on the pubic area, and then she's sipping it up, and he's sipping it up. Oh, is there a little special Coke drawer where you put the? I think I need to watch it a fourth time. To make sure I understand. <clears throat> but definitely there's a scene where they're just kind of sipping the Coke out of the pubic region through ah. the rubber tube. Jeez. 
That's what it And she sips it from him, but I'm not sure whether she sips it out of his ass. I or? think she's, they're sipping it out of ass. Right. In other words, the tube goes underneath and to the re- because sounds like a surgical procedure <laughs> anyway it's a very distinctive scene that is accompanied by music very similar to coca-cola one thing that was notable besides my realization this is where clarence thomas got his fantasy which by the way he harassed anita hill with okay he didn't just have the fantasy and talk to a therapist like myself about it, which would have been fine. No, he just kind of harasses this woman in his office who then told on him. And it's all so pathetic and disturbing. But it's kind of fun that they have the Coca-Cola jingle slightly changed. And Coca-Cola didn't sue them because back in those days, porno was chic this is why i still think it's cool because i came of age at that time and hey i don't think coca-cola knock knock it's not cool anymore porn it's not it became pretty uncool i would say by the 80s but i came of age it was make love not war porno chic sexual revolution communal ecstasy protest works and there's hope for humankind i didn't know about bonobos yet but it was like a bonobo way it was hippies right and uh, hippies were a little bit dirty um like deep throat in a different way but yeah it's not the same for various reasons but deep throat you should check it out at drsusanblock.com slash deep dash throat dash LA. And also check it out on Counterpunch because sometimes you like to read without all the pictures and videos to interrupt the flow of my brilliance. So do you have the link to Counterpunch there, Abe? And by the way, you should read the other articles on Counterpunch because there are some great pieces there, especially on the current craziness in Palestine. And it's so disturbing to see most of the news that supports this Zionist slaughter of Palestinians. And it's heartening to see fellow Jews for Palestine because Lord knows, Lady knows, Adolf Netanyahu is slandering me and other peaceful people who happen to be Jewish. Uh, Gimpy has a question, and he says it's a stupid question, but it's not. Why does the U.S. protect Israel so much? Because they buy our bombs or they just take our bombs and our politicians get paid off for that. The idea in the beginning was that this was an American outpost Mm -hmm. in the land of oil and strange robed people. And we just thought we can use these Zionists as our front men and women. And why not? 
they had all just suffered through the Holocaust. Now, not to say Zionism didn't start before that, because it did. It started in the 1800s, along with the rise of nations and the idea that Jews should have a nation. I'm not that big on any nations, let alone a Jewish nation. These were homeless people. I'm okay with that. I'm a wandering Jew myself, and I uh, like that. As long as I'm treated pretty well, and in America, hey, I have complaints about American law, but none of it has to do with anti-Semitism. I don't feel that Americans are anti-Semitic in general. Europeans are a little more anti-Semitic. Yes, they are, yes. I guess Americans are, and it's coming back, but I don't feel it in a big way. I feel better about being a woman without a nation. I don't need to have Israel. Israel doesn't speak for me, ever. And certainly not Bibi Netanyahu. (laughs) He's a real Yahoo. (laughs) And it's embarrassing. It's horrible. It's, of course, much worse for the Palestinians who are being killed, slaughtered, their land stolen. But it's also bad for Jews like me. And a few of us have been victims of crimes. Not very many, but a few. And it's partly, not totally, but partly because there's a lot of people out there that conflate Judaism with Zionism. I'm here to tell you they are very different. In fact, in many ways, the opposite. They're not Jews. I don't think so. They're not Jews that I know. No. But I empathize with (laughs) y'all because I used to conflate Germans with Nazis. Right. I used to think, oh, German. A lot of people. Nazi. And they still do. Right. And Italians with meatheads. Hey. (laughs) People stereotype. Listen to that. You could call me a salami. Let's just say Versace. There's been so much beyond Mussolini at this point that you don't really think of Italians, the first thing, as fascists. You think first thing, pizza. Mob. (laughs) Well, and then there's that. There's different things. But I tell you, with Jews right now, There are also different things, but people are thinking Zionism, and they're thinking murder and mayhem and slaughter and genocide. I don't think most people know what Zionism is. It's a bad thing. It's an effort to make a nation for a minority that will never be a majority in a democratic way. Therefore, Israel cannot be a democracy if it wants to maintain its Jewish rule. And it does. I just don't think it should. I think that that land should be a land for different people. My hope is it would not have a religion. It would allow all religions. Couldn't we get a, get a state here? And from what I understand, before Hamas, 
Palestinians were not religious Muslims. They were having They fun. weren't like the Saudis. No, no. <laughs> they weren't even like the Iranians. They were not that religious. I don't think that Yasser Arafat was super religious like Hamas. I just think that you're driven to that very often when you have nothing else and you're abused. You reach for religion. I would hope you'd spank the monkey, but I can understand when you're not even allowed to do that, you reach for religion. Maybe you reach for religion for the wrong thing because, of course, the priests and the, and the popes, they were the most decadent of people. Yeah. They were the most, de- forget us, or pornographers. <laughs> you know, these guys have, I lived in a little village where the church had 200 bedrooms. Why, wow. Why would the wow. church have 200 bedrooms? All those with priests and nuns <laughs> and, and monks getting it on. And it was also the only harbor in Italy that didn't have security, didn't have, you know, immigration. So the church would bring in tons of liquor and, and cases of champagne and, and they take to this church. Or are you talking about the blood of Christ? Things like that. Yeah, yeah. Things like that. Wow. Yeah. And then they would have these big conventions there of priests. And there were also a lot of interesting looking chicks running around. Right. Like there are Republican conventions right. where they're also pious. But the hookers say that they do better at Republican conventions than Democratic. Much better. When I went to visit the family estate in Italy I met these nuns these little right. tiny nuns in habits in habits <laughs> right in habits and um, I don't know what I was going to say because I did smoke a little much do you remember what I was going to talk about well, you're talking now? about Italy and Catholicism which you grew up with but then right. you converted to Judaism because you thought it was cool. Jewish chic, right after the Holocaust. Oh, when I went to visit that family property, um, I was greeted by these little nuns who took me up to the Archbishop of Pompeii's house. Wow. (laughs) Okay, and we go up there, and outside the door is my family, Gaetano, Phil, and Jerry. Oh. The great philosopher. Who advised Benjamin Franklin. Oh, right, right. And Thomas Jefferson. And he's sitting outside the, the, the archbishop's house. And then the nun says, well, the archbishop would like to see you. And uh, would you mind? Uh, I said, of course not. You know, I'd like to meet the archbishop of Pompeii. Why not? <laughs> and I was a hippie, by the way. So I had long hair, just like Gaetano. Right. You know. And I kind of look like I him. think his was a wig. Uh, maybe it w- uh, could be. I should get one of those. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's why they had them. Anyway, he the, the archbishop walks out. And, of course, he puts his hand out so I could kiss his ring. Mm. And I kiss his ring. And, uh, you know, so we introduce each other. And he says, please, please come in. And we walk inside the property, his his apartment. And there's five women there. Ooh. 
five women were all in white. In white, yeah. like choir women. Sort of, yeah. And I, I, <laughs> I said, I don't, oh, oh, those are my assistants, he says. Right, the secretary. Oh, is that, is that the secretary right? to the secretary, yeah. and, and, and the secretary to the secretary to the secretary. Right. So, and he's taking us through this property of his in his apartment, and he says, oh, by the way, this is your grandfather's piano. They used to oh. love to play. We're just keepers of it. Right. <laughs> We're ho- you know, we're He's just, the one that spent all the money of the family. Yeah, of right? the family, right. So at a certain point, he c- brings us to this room with velvet curtains and light streaming through there. And there's a bed, a four-poster bed there. And the archbishop goes, yes. <laughs> This is where I sleep. <laughs> he laughed like that? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Were there like bondage ties hanging I off the know. posters? I don't know. It was kind of dark we in there. We all know what a four-poster right. bed is good for. Spanksgiving, baby. Yeah, it's our duty to spank booty for Spanksgiving. He was giggling. Woohoo! I got nothing against... These religious people having their sex, and Lord and Lady knows we have a lot of religious clients. Absolutely. But just don't get in my way of consenting adult spanking and other fun games. And freedom of speech. Speaking of which, we are taking Meta to arbitration for... Our freedom of speech, which is your freedom Freedom of of speech. (laughs) And we are certainly Davids to that Goliath. I feel almost like a Palestinian. No, that was a bad comparison. Well, but that's what it is. In a way... These are oppressors. They are. They take over your life just like Israel controls... They steal from you. ...the ins and outs of Gaza... So does Meta control so many means of communication on the internet because they own so much social media. It's just not fair for them to control us to this degree. And it will get worse with artificial ignorance, AI. And that's what's supporting Zionism. It's supporting this motivation to dominate non-consensually when we lovingly and jokingly celebrate Spanksgiving and let's put up a few of our past Spanksgiving shows Abe I have a couple of Spanksgiving shows that are pretty wild we didn't just do Spanksgiving we got stuffed from both ends Woo! we're consenting adults And that's what we believe in. And that's what we support. But so often, torture is done. Not just spanking, but whipping and pulling out fingernails like that dude. And of course, he was Jewish. In front of the Palestinian or the Arabs cart, the guy saying... You're going to get your fingernails pulled out. If 
I tell on you in Egypt, he just mouthed yeah. the most horrible things. He was eventually arrested. It was so ridiculous the way he was harassing this cart guy with his and with great joy Islamophobia and smiling, and smiling all the time. Yeah, yeah. The smiles are so disturbing. I know the bombs are worse, but when they smile like that, ah. Bombs are worse. You know, Katie was just saying that she was terrified to hear about these witches. She couldn't sleep at night when she was a little girl. The witches that were the, hung. The, uh, yeah, that were hung. Right. Yeah. I didn't understand it. I was, I was afraid of those stories. I always felt like I was a witch, and I identified with Elizabeth Montgomery on Bewitched, and I was Tabitha, except my mother wasn't Elizabeth Montgomery. But I had <laughs> fantasies, and it involved flying around on my broom, which eventually <laughs> I did. And I got a vibrating broom... With a dildo on the business end and a spanking paddle on the bristle end. And I just love being a witch. Don't hang me. It was scary. I mean, you know. Of course. It was very because scary. Because you knew that these women that were hung, they weren't hung usually for killing anybody. They were hung for strange practices. And see, I was a, I was a little Catholic boy. When I was growing up, I, I right. converted to Judaism. As and an those adult. witch stories always scared the shit out of me because I was afraid I was going to end up in hell. Yeah. And burn. Because guys could be witches too. Yeah, right. And burn. And, right. And suffer. And Especially long-haired guys oh. could be witches. First Ooh. ones to, lose, to go bald. Mm-hmm. I go bald. Right. So these Puritans, now we have Neo-Puritans who are after us witches, us healers, sexual healers, as they say in Italian, belladonnas, the erotic personas of the woman who heals, of Linda Lovelace. And that is part of her abuse is... She was abused by American society that adored her, but they were embarrassed about it. And they were not so embarrassed because it became a date night thing. Before that, it was just the raincoat crowd that went to see porn. Then they went to see Deep Throat. So it did take away some of the shame. And yet the media and the people that support that, they shamed Linda Lovelace. They made her famous, but they called it smut, which rhymes with slut, and which they treated her like. And she didn't know what to do. She couldn't get another job, and she wasn't the greatest actress, one must admit. Unlike Herschel Savage and Nina, there are great actors and actresses in porn. Linda Lovelace had a talent, and she was sweet, and she was a great representative. She should have been honored as a pioneer. And she had a talent. She certainly did. That's right. I admire that talent. Uh, well, she should have become a sex educator. You're right, actually. A lot of people think I started as a porn star, but I didn't. But I saw this porn and I was educated. I went, wait a second. I don't have a clitoris in my throat, but 
I do have something and it took me a few years to find it but it was around that time actually of deep throat time that I found it no it was just before that I found it but I needed a book by a sex positive feminist at the time Dr. Betty Dodson who later became my friend and mentor and yes it was a beautiful time of learning and honoring learning. We can still learn these things, brothers and sisters. It's all over the internet. Like they say, there's everything you need to know. But there's so much shaming. There's so much raising up of religion. Look at our Speaker of the House, who's actually spying on his son and his masturbation habits and letting his son spy on him through this covenant eyes thing. Mike Johnson and your Johnson. I think you it's should more, be ashamed. Alert me when you're watching. I'll join you. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> that I'm not going to approve of either. <laughs> well, but that's what it sounds like. Whatever it is. Hi, Dad. I'm watching porn. There's a certain sickness to it. It's negative. It's shaming, and yet, yeah, it's sharing eroticism. It's what creates sexual problems <laughs> obviously mike and his johnson already have them and he's now bequeathing them to his son and i'm sure many others he is the speaker of the yeah, house and he's a big zionist he's of that belief that it's important for the jews to be in israel so that then god can come down and make jesus king and destroy all the jews and raise up like 177,000 Christians, and he thinks he's going to be one of them. Because <laughs> he's so pious, like the Puritans. Tara Patrick. Right? Tara Patrick. What about Tara Patrick? She's a favorite porn star of uh, Bert Sesame. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think she's great. We had her on the show a few times. Mm -hmm. And I had her on the show when she had just become the first... Playboy Centerfold, I believe, who was also a penthouse pet. It was in 2002, I think. And we had a body painter there. Actually, he was a regular painter. But he painted her body naked on the bondage cross. Oh, yeah. We didn't spank her. Because no. we're very consensual. She didn't want to be spanked. She wanted to be painted. We would find out what beautiful people, and maybe a few not so beautiful, but I do admit to a prejudice towards some level of beauty on my show. At least I think so. And so we painted her beautiful body. Like the natives of this land would paint their beautiful bodies and they were into nudity, as are our friends, Danielle Watts, a.k.a. Da Love, and Chef Be Live, a.k.a. Be Love, that are telling us that they were booted out of the Museum of Art in San Francisco for being naked, topless. So... It's funny how many nudes there are in there, but they were booted out for being topless. Anyway, here we are on FDR, which stands for Fuck the Rich and Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who would always take Thanksgiving as a time 
to talk about sharing, sharing the meal, adding a pinch of socialism to the capitalism that he obviously benefited from because he was a rich guy. It's very similar the way that the colonialists of America, not just the pilgrims, but all of the Europeans, mainly the British, but other Europeans came in and mowed the lawn. I learned that phrase from Norman Finkelstein, who's one of my favorite Jewish critics of Israel, as well as a fellow counterpunch writer. And he is quoting the Zionist term for slaughtering the Palestinians. American pilgrims used their muskets to mow the lawn of Native Americans who had no guns, as well as their blankets filled with smallpox. And the Zionist pilgrims, well, with technology provided by America, American war profiteers, they provide bombs and white phosphorus. Yeah, Finkelstein, is he the one that uh, uh, said that uh, Gaza is a cemetery of children? He's the one I spoke to yeah, you yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. There are a few of these great commentators now, a lot of whom are Jewish, and I think it's imperative upon us Jews, wherever we are, to speak out for what's right, even if it bothers people. And I know Zionists that are friends of mine who must be bothered by this if they're listening. You have a few Zionist friends. I do. I do. I'm, ha I'm having his car towed. <laughs> right. By the way, I feel that the Trump turkey deserves some blame for pushing through the Abraham Accords along with son-in-law Jared, making a deal with Arab countries and Israel and leaving out the Palestinians. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. They were offended by that. And look where it's gotten us. That's part of it. And... Also, Joe Biden, who, it's true, he has certain qualities in common with FDR, I and, guess. And me. A little bit. And you, you're both old guys. Old guys, very old guys. That's a good quality. But giving the worst war criminal in the world right now, Bibi Netanyahu, a hug giving him a hug, bad. But worse is giving him lots of bombs, giving, Thanksgiving. In fact, today, Biden gave him the keys basically to all of our armaments, ah. as many as he needed. So it's very nice to pause to exchange Israeli hostages and Palestinian prisoners. It really is. I've been looking at the exchanges, and it is very heartwarming. One of those Thanksgiving commercials. Ah, uh, yes, To see them yes. reuniting with their families. I just feel and so here's something that's kind of warm. In, in the future for them. Uh, Trauma. Black, BlackRock and Chase Bank. 
have signed a contract oh. to rebuild Palestine. Palestine. For who? For the Palestinians or for the Zionists? For the Zionists. Oh. For $400 billion. Well, see, I told you, this is all about money. Whoa. People making the money. Yeah, That's the, what's happening. Death, destruction has become the most profitable industry in America. And so the world. It's horrifying. As if we aren't committing ecocide with our polluting of the world for money. We are also actually killing our fellow humans, actively killing, slaughtering, taking a pause. What? We'll all take a pause, exchange some hostages, and then we'll kill some more people. And then we got to get back to killing. Listen, <laughs> we got to get back to killing. Yeah, right. What? No. Let's extend the pause. I'm grateful for the pause if it is one. I hear that they're breaking it, but it's not bad. They're not bombing, I guess. Yeah, the pauses have little breaks in them. Right. Yeah. We have shootings here in America, including police we doing We have it. shootings in Pasadena. <laughs> but the bombing. Let's stop the bombing. Yeah. Carpet bombing. Ah. Of civilians. The pilgrims didn't do that, at least. They were pretty bad with their muskets and their blankets filled with smallpox. <laughs> and setting fire to teepees. But they weren't as bad as Bibi Netanyahu. And that's because of the capitalocene evolving we are getting better at killing brothers and sisters and it's killing us that's why we need to go bonobos that's why we need to follow the bonobo way of peace through pleasure and pleasure involves sharing listen you're in palestine right now gaza you would get great pleasure just from drinking some fresh water which a few of them can do right now that's pleasure when I say pleasure, I'm not only talking about sex, although I am a horn dog. <laughs> Better than being a turkey. Excuse me. Yeah. We have a cute dog. Yeah, we have a very cute dog. His, it was not our dog, okay, but uh, it's a cute dog that uh, stays here with us, and his name is Chico. And he was humping my leg. Yeah, he's a very horny dog. Although his he's a horny dog, even his, though he has no balls. His balls it's have amazing. been removed. It just goes to show you. It just you feels good down there. You can do all kinds of <laughs> cutting off of this and that. Sexuality is flowing through us in so many ways. It's not just about the genitals, although deep throat is about the genitals, <laughs> and you should check it out. Do we have a caller yet? No, nobody was. And now we're too late. We've been yapping too much. We could take someone. I know well, Bert was there before, but we had so much to say. Yeah, so many important things to say. Right. So you could come back, Bert. Oh, Maria. I've just met a girl named Maria. I like And Maria. suddenly that name. I don't know. I don't know who she will is. Will never be the same. Is she on? She's a better singer than yeah. me. Yeah, we have a caller, uh, Maria. Let me... Uh, 
Maker. Is she wearing a gag in that? She has picture? her lips like kissing a fortune. You say kissing, but okay. I was yeah, she is. censored on Instagram for oh. a picture like that because they said it was a gag, even though it wasn't even real. But anyway, I like it a lot, Maria. Well, Dr. Snoozy, if you want to know, I honest to goodness got that fortune out of a fortune cookie and it said you look happy and proud so what did i do with that fortune out of the fortune cookie i put it between my red lips and took a picture of it to share with the world beautiful your red lips it's very sensual And That's you great. do look happy and proud to be sporting a fortune between your luscious lips, Maria. And I want I want everybody to feel happy and proud to see that message and be happy and proud about their own sensual lips. Exactly. It's beautiful. And you know what? Deep Throat, one of the symbols of the movie that they use all the time because you can't show somebody's larynx is lips. The kiss symbol is Deep Throat. So you're really right in with the theme tonight. You should check out my new offering. It's a multimedia extravaganza of videos and an essay and a little bit of deep throating. Sorry, great lips, little, by yeah, the way. Beautiful. Beautiful lips. Very nice lips. And I haven't seen anything new. I would love to see it. Please okay, we're going to put a link. I haven't seen anything new since Maximilian's birthday party pictures. Okay. Well, we are going to give you a link. It's drsusanblock.com slash deep dash throat dash L-A, like law. And so you can see it there, but it's also on Counterpunch, where you can read it without interruption of sensual pictures. Or you can see it at Dr. Susan. Well, I just oh, said you, that you just first. just said that. Sorry. You're um, so ready to pounce on me uh, pounce pounce, <laughs> pounce on right yeah with that turkey leg of yours <laughs> at my between age, your other legs that age, don't work at least the turkey leg works <laughs> you don't want to be an 80 year old going around pounce Ooh, yeah no he can't pounce really but i've pounced on him a few times anyway maria how you doing happy spanksgiving or i should say slappy spanksgiving Ooh, uh, I'm doing well, thanks. I actually had a Friendsgiving with a lot of friends over Friendsgiving. Today. People have all these different givings. Great. What happened? Shenanigree. Shenanigree. Shenanigans combined with hool- hooliganism and hooliganism. things like that that friends do. And... But actually, it was kind of more interesting, my Thanksgiving with family on Thursday, because my sister-in-law brought three international visitors with her. One was from Czech Republic, one was from Tunisia, and one was from Lebanon. Whoa. So I met these three gentlemen, and I spent over an hour playing with a four-year-old who's my new favorite person in the world. Whoa. 
So That's a lot to take my, in. Yeah. Well, first of all, these three people, well, did you say Czech Republic? I did. Wow, you I know did. that Max is Prince of Prague, Duke of Melnick. All right. Really? <laughs> yeah. Just keep it. That's the Lubkovitz family claim. But Plan. now they just run a beer factory, which they even sold. No, they just sold that to the Chinese for one point something billion dollars. But if you look up Prince Lubkovitz, you'll see that Max's ancestors were the princes of that area. And they but, supported the way, a lot of yeah. great music and art. Uh, and they did. They did. Stole they a lot of money rich, and land. Right. And they became very rich because they were the Austro-Hungarians empire best wool makers. Right. They, they had a lot of sheep. Yeah. yeah. They had a lot of sheep. They were in the sheep business. They know. were. They were out there fucking no sheep long before I came along. So Czech Republic is very interesting. Yeah. And then, of course, Lebanon, where we're talking about that area. It's very close to Israel. And, of course, there's Hezbollah, which supports Hamas. And I have a friend that's right near the border of Israel and Lebanon. So it's a hot area right now. And then the third one was from Tunisia. Yes, which borders Egypt. Right. So all all basically hot topics. And the Lebanese gentleman was talking about how they're having to deal with uh, the influx of more than a million Syrian refugees right now. And they can't, they can't yeah. have, they don't have any over the influx and they do their absolute best to try to support that population but it's it's really really hard right now it sure is and so three men boy with your cousin did you say your sister my sister-in-law actually actually it's my sister's sister-in-law to be technical about sister, it but sister. i consider my sister I consider her my sister as well. And so who are these men to wives. her? Are they all her friends like, boyfriends? I think boyfriends because I have a dirty uh, mind. I'm thinking she's doing them all uh, at the same time. No, all three were married, actually. No, she works at an international delegation in uh, Cincinnati. And uh, they were... They were just in the country with another international delegation doing a tour. And she invited them to the family Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, well, how nice. diplomatic of her. Very nice. Very nice. See, that's sharing in a really positive way. And war didn't break out, I guess. Sometimes it does. Sharing is caring. Yeah, well, sure, it is. It's sharing. a cliche, but cliches are based on reality sometimes. And sharing is caring. You got to do it. Universalism. You got to try to do it. If you learned it in kindergarten, it's probably a good idea. Well, that is a good time, but it's never too late to learn about life and ethics and sharing and the pleasure that we get in sharing. A lot of people think sharing is giving something up, but really, if you do it, you realize it's about experiencing pleasure because it feels good to give 
That's why I always say, give the bonobo away to someone you love. Even if that someone is you. That's for the selfish people who want to give that's it to themselves. That's for selfish people. But that's a great Thanksgiving. And Spanksgiving is for the lady with the gag on. So what did they say about the situation? Just that America should stop arming Israel? It didn't come up. You know, it was funny. I was telling them that Christmas is the holiday where families get together to enjoy each other's company. And Thanksgiving is the time when people get together to argue with each other in America. And that they thought that was hilarious. And, you know, I was like, well, that doesn't happen in this house because we all get along and we're freaks that way. But, um, right. But I, I was just, but no, that. Maybe they decided in advance not to bring up that particular topic, but it didn't come but up. But would everybody agree about that? If, well, I mean, if it was brought up, would you agree with your sister and sister-in-law? Would everyone agree? I certainly think so. It, it just wasn't the time or the occasion it is a tough to do so. Subject. Well, you wouldn't want to bring that up at dinner. I did. Way. Well, yes, but they had guests I there. I did. I brought it Thanksgiving up. I had dinner with that. Bonoboville. We had a great dinner. Let's show some pictures from our dinner before oh, yeah. we're done. Gideon made a fantastic turkey. It's hard to describe how good it was. It was very good. It was very delicious. Even the pictures don't do it justice, but they're kind of fun. And then greens with the fatty turkey right, parts. Right, really, right. really good. Little soul food. And great desserts and fixins. Unusually good. Mm. Really Gideon really outdid himself. Food is a pleasure, for sure. And just like sex. I hate to disappoint you. Oh. But I, I did customize Cornish game hens for all my guests today. Oh. I, why, that doesn't disappoint me at all. That's great. <laughs> is that a bad thing? That's why great. would that disappoint me? And my brother made one of his homemade derby pies. Derby Ooh. pies. And I... I I made some homemade butter pecan ice cream with maple extract, All right. slightly scorched pecans, and brown sugar. Ooh, yummy, yummy. Well, I'm getting hungry for Anna's it's food after the that. show. Speaking of which, we're going to have to close up. But, oh my God, Maria, Thank my goddess. Yeah. I have to say our discussion about food has been very sensuous and that's how it can be sometimes. It's not always that you get your pleasure from the old in and out, although that is what Deep Throat is about to a great degree. Yeah, and yeah. there is something to be said for that. We got to give props to that. It's all kind of nice. Right. And you got to check that out, Maria. You got to check out our Deep Throat videos. They're all free, by the way. Yeah, yeah they are. Uh, yeah. Uh, and also the essay and we gotta free more hostages and stop the bombing yes and there's a lot more we gotta do but we are pretty much out of time so if you haven't celebrated spanksgiving do it now no matter what time of year it is make an appointment with the one you love All right even if that one is you also make like bonobos not baboons. 
Make kink, not war, right? Bonobos are very kinky. And so is Spanksgiving. Make kink, <laughs> not war. Why does it seem so quiet? Where? Oh, I don't know. It just suddenly seems like the train disappeared. Oh, did it have a breakdown, the train? Oh. We were on a phone we were, call. But now now we're where are we? We seem like we're we out in one of those tunnels. Sorry I, about I've been that. No, right. hearing uh, Maria, a lot about Maria tunnels. Maria hung, got hung up and she's okay. calling. And back now in. she's back to uh, say okay. goodbye. Say goodbye and put it on the train. Maria, and because we want to share <laughs> our goodbye, just like okay. bonobos. Maria, I'm and I'm looking at those lips and I'm giving them a kiss. Maria, Mwah. Now see, I can't do that. So I, I'll think of your little sign that you have on your lips. Why can't you do night. that? You can just kiss the air just I like I, I do. I don't want to be sued in 30 years. For kissing the air? <laughs> For over well, the internet uh, harassment. Uh, harassment uh, over the internet. That was the guy. You could hear Maria saying, it wasn't anything sexual. I was just putting my fortune between my lips. Yeah. And nice. I know it isn't, Maria. I just have a kinky mind. Well, and I I also shared openly several other things that passed my lips today. So oh. <laughs> obviously I take no issue. Where, where was I when this happened? It is fun to like eat a grape between yeah, each yeah. other's lips together, oh, yeah. pass it back and forth. I, I'm going to be seeing that sign all night. A piece of turkey, maybe not. Oh. Or Cornish head. Could I tell a super quick super story? Quick. That I super think quick. Enjoy. This is costing thousands. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we went to a luncheon with some colleagues once, and we had the dessert, and we went back upstairs, and they were pastries that were filled with whatever. And one of my coworkers uh, <laughs> said, we were talking about the dessert, and one of them were like, well, that was really good. And the other one was like, and this is a ship brick house built. This is not black short. Woman. Okay, okay. She said, she not even intending. She said, I need something to be hard when it explodes in my mouth. Oh, oh yeah, baby. Oh and God. I I what had am I to do dive tonight? into. It's a good joke for deep throat combined with Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving. It actually works, Maria. And just because you're already over time, just give us a little song, could you? Any little song. To say goodbye, good night. Her Majesty's a pretty nice girl, but she doesn't have a lot to say. Her Majesty's a pretty nice girl, but she changes from day to day. I want to tell her that I love her a lot, but I gotta get a belly full of wine. Her Majesty's a pretty nice girl, someday I'm gonna make her mine. Oh yeah, someday I'm gonna make her mine. Thank you, Maria. That's a great, That's a great ad for radio. Right? Just that clip. Absolutely. That clip, Susan. Someday I'm gonna make her mine. And in the meantime... Make like bonobos, not baboons. Make love, not war. Make love to someone you love tonight. Even if that someone is you. I love you. I love you too. Spank the monkey.
Need to talk with someone about something you can't talk about with anyone else? You can talk to us. I'm Dr. Susan Block, your mistress of the airwaves, but my day job is director of the Dr. Susan Block Institute for the Erotic Arts and Sciences, specializing in sex therapy over the phone. Anytime you need to talk, whether you need serious psychotherapy or a hot phone sex experience or a combination, my world-renowned telephone sex therapists are just a phone call away. Totally private, absolutely confidential. We listen, talk with you, advise you, role-play for you, fantasize with you, no fantasy is too taboo, and help you with anything from impotence to exhibitionism, fears to desires, fetishes to marriages. For more information, call us at 213-291-9497. That's 213-291-9497 anytime you need to talk. You're listening to Radio Suzy One on the World Wide Web, 